0: Some of your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Hell, or elf will not be seen tonight
1: okay Mike are you registered for the draft
0: oh oh no yes I am
1: oh you forgot <laughs> yes we are all registered for the draft even though nobody gets drafted since uh, since Vietnam because there's bad optics apparently but I'm, I'm not sure what the rule is there why do we still have to register for it even if we're not doing it mm because just in case. Yep. Just in, just in case. I mean, you've got all of our information anyway.
0: Yeah. They're, they're uh, Cause like the man is all like, yeah, we don't, uh, we don't draft. No, no, no. We'll never draft. No, no, no. Of course not. Of course not. Just,
1: just sign here anyway. Out of, you know, out of the kindness of your heart. You know, out of good faith. If
0: there's one thing that you can trust, it's anything that the military would have you sign. Well, fa-
1: Thankfully for us, the draft used to be in place, and that was what happened to a comic strip about a about a wimpy college student who got drafted and never left the military. Needle Bailey!
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny to think that, yeah, he originally started as a comic, a college comic. <laughs> but apparently yeah, it, not very popular, did not really catch on until the Korean War. And that's when... Mort Walker realized, wait a minute, everyone in the nation, every man in the country has experienced the military. So suddenly this comic becomes extremely relatable.
1: And it kept going and going until it was no longer relatable. But yeah. now we have this whole, now we have a certain amount of uniform worship in this country that, you know, will get people. You know, on their knees, pounding the ground and sobbing if you fail to support our (laughs) troops.
0: Wow. When you think about it, that makes Beetle Bailey, which, with its depiction of like bumbling officers and lazy uh, enlisted men, extremely subversive.
1: It really is. It's that's. That really could be an alternate take on Beetle Bailey if you wanted. I mean, I was trying to think of an alternate take on Beetle Bailey and I came up with the idea of, well, what if we set it around 9-11 and Beetle is a red-blooded American kid who has grown up on all of the military propaganda like uh, G.I. Joe and is excited to uh, get out there and uh, kick some anti-American butt. Whereas Sarge, who went, who has been through Vietnam and a number of other things, knows what a bunch of bullshit that is, and he's made it his his duty to make sure that people like Beetle never get promoted, never become officers, never wreak the kind of havoc on other countries that he's seen his commanding officers do.
0: Uh, so <laughs> Beetle Beetle Bailey is 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 Pat Tillman in. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's um, Beetle, yeah, Beetle Bailey is kind of a weird thing because it is uh set in a military camp and has been going since the Korean War, but has Beetle himself has never ever been deployed in any sort of military action, even though the American military is currently active in what like every country in the world. Yeah, we we are fighting what like eight forever wars right now. But somehow, Beetle is still just there at Camp Swampy, you know? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I have an old collection of
1: Beetle Bailey strips from about the time, probably, was it the 60s or 70s when
0: Flap was first introduced? Which one is Flap now? Uh, he's the uh, He's the only black member of the crew. Oh, gotcha, yes. I think that would have probably been the 60s.
1: Yeah, it's from maybe the 60s, maybe the 70s. And there is one where Beetle says, hey, Sarge, who's our enemy right now? Is it Russia? He's like, no, we're on good terms with them now. Is it China? No, actually, we don't really have an enemy right now. And the next thing Sarge knows, Beetle is packing his shit. Where are you going? Home.
0: (laughs) Nice. That's, again, that's kind of uh, a little spicy for Beetle Bailey, you know?
1: Yeah, those are all. I I feel like when I recount strips that I remember, I might give an overly fond and you know an overly charitable view of the strip. But you know, the ones that stick with me are the ones that are actually funny. Keep in mind that it's been going since the Korean War, and now you've heard one funny one.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, let's let's just to get be we're gonna be fair. To be fair, when we recall comic strips to our audience, we're like we we give we. We slag on them a lot, so let's give the audience... Here's the funniest comic, the funniest strip of this comic, so you, we don't give them an unfairly dim view of the comic. Yes. Um, in fact, so speaking of Beetle Bailey, because Beetle Bailey is very much like Hagar. In our last episode, you described it as a serial piece comic. Uh, yes,
1: Beetle Bailey is another serial piece.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a comic that it exists... It's not really funny, but it's also not really objectionable in most ways. Uh, it does have a very large cast, though. There are a lot of people in Beetle Bailey. So who is who? An enormous cast. Who, but who are the? Thankfully, this who's the special in the... that we're
1: watching, which is just called Beetle Bailey, cut it down a little bit. Yeah.
0: Who's in the comic strip? What are who's our cast in the comic strip? We've got Beetle. obviously Beetle Bailey is our main
1: character. Yes. Right. The. Uh the laziest private in the army who can usually be found sleeping under a tree or otherwise just running away from his commanding officer who is Sarge, whose real name is Orville Snorkel. Right. Which I wonder what country the Snorkels came from.
0: But... <laughs> they came from under the sea.
1: <laughs> so, you know, C- Captain Snorkel, who should have a Caribbean accent. Yeah. Is a... Yeah. Orville. Yeah. Yeah. Sergeant Snorkel is a lifer who's been with the army for so long, he doesn't remember how he used to dress before he was in the army. So every time you see him try to wear, you know, uh, every time you see him try, try to wear civilian clothing, he's just like, where does the hat go? Yeah, so,
0: yeah. Um, so there's, then we have a bunch of privates. They have a complicated relationship. Oh, yeah. Uh, but
1: yeah. Sarge, Sarge, you'd think he hated Beetle, but Beetle is kind of his best friend because they spent so much time together. They are dating, as we know from
0: uh, the man who hated laughter. Yes. So it's kind of a rough trade relationship. Oh. Uh, do you think? Do you think it's a daddy son thing? Yeah. I, well, I think um, I think Sarge is the bear. Beetle is the twink.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, oh, so it's a park ranger bear kind of. Yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> but. Okay. So yeah, the other and the other privates that are in Beetles. Uh, troop, platoon, yeah, bunk, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't
0: know.
1: Under uh, who are also under Sarge's, uh, under Sarge's employ, and you know, as you can tell, neither of us did any time in the military, so you know, there's probably just a. I just like to imagine there's some four star general who's secretly a big fan of our show, and every time we get these wrong, he's just like, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: he's he's just he's gonna at. If we get it once we get a Twitter account, he's gonna at us constantly. <laughs> no, yeah, there can only be two hundred and thirty-one cap generals in any army. He's like um, this is true, by the way. <laughs> he's like, um, excuse me, I was very, very upset to uh, see that you uh got this wrong about the army. Um, yeah. Um, so, so the other, the other privates. Who have we got in it? It's, it's probably the
1: most prominent one besides Beetle is Zero. He's a dumb one. Zero is stupid. Yeah. Yes, he is. I mean, he is stupid in a way that makes Odie look smart.
0: Right. But he he probably the, should not be in the military.
1: Yeah, he he should probably be in some kind of group home. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> well, I guess he kind of is uh, if you think about it. That's true. He's in a yeah. group home oh, where he well, gets to handle firearms.
1: Oh, I, well. At least he's at least he's not uh, training to be a cop. Yes.
0: But, <laughs> oh man. Um, they don't. They should. Do they? Have, kind of con. What I was gonna say is there is there a comic store about cops? Uh, Jumpstart. Oh yeah, that's true. I Wonder how that. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, I wonder how that's going.
1: I wonder if. Why, I, I, <laughs> I wonder if he'll still be a cop by the time this is over.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. Continuing on with Beetle Bailey. There's also Plato. Who's the smart one.
1: Yes. Plato is, uh, Plato is about Sarge's size. So you can tell that he looks basically like Sarge, except with a, with glasses, a perpetually bored expression with all these dimwits. And he doesn't have a big snaggle tooth.
0: Yeah. But and um, then there's Killer, who is the ladies' man.
1: Yeah, Killer is the horny one, and he has this very unique uh, relationship, symbiotic relationship with his hat. Oh, that's right. The little, ta- the little tassels on his hat wiggle when he sees a hot girl.
0: Yeah, so all all the blood flows into his hat tassels, and they get turgid.
1: <laughs> oh God, he's he's he beat Rainbow Dash to the wing boner. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Now there's another private who does not appear in the special, um, but I've seen in the, in the comic strip and that's Rocky. And. Oh yeah. I do- Rocky. Does he have any personality? He wears sunglasses. I think he is. I think he was introduced as his gimmick is that he likes rock music, but I don't, uh-huh. I, I think that was originally his gimmick because rock music was very hip and trendy at the time, but I don't think that's really been addressed in a long time. Um, uh, and he's yeah. kind of superfluous Rock- with Killer, to be honest.
1: I think he's—I think he might be the one that they like get uh, contraband stuff from. Oh, I think I remember yeah. them saying something like, "Rocky, can you get us a guitar or something like that?" Yeah, that sounds and right. Um, so what they're not getting at is that Rocky is their drug connection. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> Well, it's a family strips. So they have to be oblique about it. <laughs> um, so let's see who else is in our in our in camp swampy. Who? What are the camp swampy uh, personnel? Are there? Well, then
1: there's the office officers, the uh, desk jobbers. Right. Chief of them, which is General Halftrack, who runs the who runs the whole thing. Who is? General track is where they offload all the most basic kind of comic strip jokes about golf and being henpecked by your wife. Right. Because he does also, have a wife. And, she, she appears a few yes. times. And drinking. He loves martinis. Yes. And also, and and most importantly, uh,
0: sexual harassment. That's right. He used to cha- do the thing where he would chase Miss Buxley around the desk all the time. And yes. until he had, I guess, like, Mort Walker got some angry letters, and so they sent General Track to sensitivity training in the 90s, and after that, he agreed, He came back and apologized to Miss Buxley for chasing her all the time. And I guess they've toned down the, the sexual harassment gag since then, but I, I wouldn't know since I don't read Beetle Bailey, but I assume that yeah. they have. So, good good for them. Good for them. I don't
1: remember the sensitivity training strips but what I do remember is the strip where they where it started where Miss Buxley and her the other secretary Miss Blips they came into his office with a big champagne bottle and poured some for everyone and he was like wow what's the occasion and they said your last happy hour and slapped down the service of uh, of sexual harassment lawsuit on his desk
0: wow Ooh. Nice. Also, I just realized, so Beetle Bailey, unlike Hagar, did have at least one continuing storyline.
1: Yes, Beetle Bailey has had multiple continuing storylines. Oh, so, has it? Oh, I didn't. Which, I mean, uh, apart from that we decided that Hagar is okay the way it is last time, Beetle Bailey, I I think I like Beetle Bailey better than Hagar just because it has more going for it with its larger cast and larger assortment of jokes. Yeah, and and occasionally
0: it tries to tell a story in this way too. Yeah. Um let's see, who else do we have in our cast? We also have other officers. We've got Corporal Yo. That's right. He is the Asian American uh token, I guess. Corporal.
1: He... I guess I guess he's What's his Is he sergeant's uh, superior? I Well, a
0: corporal is a is that above a sergeant?
1: I think it is, maybe. A
0: corporal is the lowest
1: um I believe. Is it? Oh no! Wait! No, it's not. It's not. That's right. His Sarge is, is is his superior, and he has a, and Yo has a sort of kind of Marcy and Peppermint Patty relationship with Sarge. Ah, uh, that's true. He's very. Yeah. I. That's another strip I remember where Corporal Yo is like, "Well, I'm done for the day. Goodbye, Mister Chips." And Lug, who is another regular one, says, uh, "Oh, you call him that because he's such a great teacher?" He's like, "What does that mean?" It's as Sarge is opening up his like third bag of chips that day. Yeah.
0: So. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, there is Louise Luggs. But is she also Sergeant? I think.
1: I think so. Yeah, I don't remember her. Uh, I don't remember her rank, but she is Louise Lug is a is an Army lifer who's who's a woman, and she has a bit of a crush on Sarge, and Sarge has been in the army so long he also forgets what sex is like so he's terrified of her
0: yeah so oh and also we forgot to mention uh they both have pets because sarge has Otto. oh yeah which is a dog that looks and dresses exactly like him and louise lugs has a cat like a big kind of angora cat that appears occasionally and i don't think has any real personality
1: yeah her triple light cat that is really more just a decoration than anything else yeah
0: so she's not in the special, but she she is a regular in the comic strip. And let's yeah. see. Um, there's Cookie, of course, who is the yes. camp cook. He looks exactly like Sarge, Sarge, except he does not shave. So he's kind of scruffy. And um, his his gimmick is that he's a bad cook, I yeah. guess.
1: Uh, oh, that's actually... Again, here's a good one, where Cookie has... He has uh, Beetle and Zero cooking with him, and he sees them standing standing sharply at attention, saluting. And he goes, Well, what are you guys doing? And uh, Beetle says, Well, the recipe says to salute the onions and butter until tender. Shh. <laughs> Cookie is like, Let's saute, not salute. There's no L in that. Why would anyone want you to salute onions?
0: Well, this is the army. You can never be sure. Uh, okay, that's. That's kind of amusing. That's good. I like that. Um, Let's see. Who else have we got? We've got. um, Oh boy. Well, there's lieutenant. We said. uh, Did we say Lieutenant Fuzz yet? No, we didn't mention Fuzz.
1: He is kind. He is. uh, He has the same kind of. Kind of worshipful admiration for uh, half track that uh, Yo has for for Sarge, but he's much more ingratiating about it. He's much. He's really. Uh, he's he's kind of a butt kisser, but it's because he's uh, trying to uh, social climb. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, let's see. So he's yeah, that is interesting because it is similar, but like Yo, you, I mean, I think there there's a lot of um, there used to be a lot of controversy about how whether Yo was a negative stereotype or not and yeah he is very similar to fuzz but like it comes across as very obsequious with fuzz and with yo i feel like the admiration actually seems to come across a little more genuine like he actually does just think sarge is like a good teacher um not not that I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far to say that, like, oh, Yo is a is a great example of non stereotypical Asian character in the comics because I mean, look at the way he's drawn. But I mean, eh, yeah. you know, it is what it is.
1: Um, yeah, he's got that Darlene look. Yeah, so.
0: and then we got Flap that we mentioned earlier. His thing is, I guess he's he's the black character, but I don't know anything else about him.
1: Uh, he's a lieutenant, so I guess he's Sarge's uh, superior. Yeah, but,
0: and. Uh, yeah. Oh, um we've got then like there's a doctor who appears occasionally, you know, the camp doctor. Yeah. There's a psychiatrist. Oh yeah, Dr.
1: Bonkus. Dr. Yeah. Bonkus,
0: yeah. And uh there's a chaplain who appears occasionally. Yeah, I don't remember the chaplain's name. Yeah, I don't know either. Um let's see. Is that everyone? There's so many. Um, uh oh, let's not forget uh Chip Gizmo. Chip Gizmo, that's right. The 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 Steve uh he's what staff specialist Ch- Chip Gizmo. Who is the technology dude? And
1: yeah, he's like their telecommunications. Uh, I don't know if he's a soldier or if he's a civilian that works.
0: there. Yeah, way. he is. A, he's a blackwater mercenary. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's. That's basically what my dad's old job was. Your dad
0: was a mercenary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was, well, wow. Well, what have you heard? Well, I was gonna say, but... Tell.
0: You ever, ever ask? Have you ever asked your dad about his uh, his involvement in Operation Condor? <laughs> well,
1: you know, we actually do know someone who was involved in that, but I'm not going to name them.
0: <laughs> yeah, the CIA guy listening to us is like, what, what, what? He's like, he's pushing that <laughs> FBI guy who's listening to us aside. He's like, ah, let's look really this. <laughs>
1: and, but no, no, my dad's job was that he worked in, that he was a civilian employee of the Lemoore Naval Air Base. So his job ostensibly was in the art department, where he designed slides for training pilots with via CGI. Mm, oh, so art department, eh? Yeah, interesting that the military has an art department.
0: Well, I guess they need—I guess they have to be. They, they to. need someone to paint those like titties on the uh, nose cones, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, you
1: know, it—it it occurs to me that uh, everything that is made for the military is is public domain so i guess you could probably look up all the stuff that my dad uh, oh yeah invented it made if anybody bothered to
0: upload it they probably didn't yeah there there is that so huh interesting um there we do not have a beetle bailey staff artist i don't think there's an art character um, uh
1: except for occasional times when mort walker himself will appear oh yeah oh oh that was that was what happened was General Half Track was like, More, can you design us a uh, a communication specialist? And he drew Kip, chip gizmo right there at his desk. I do remember
0: wow, so Beetle Bailey characters are self-aware. They they know wow. that they, they know that they are cartoons. Wow. So that's why
1: they're not afraid to be in the military because they know nothing can kill them except the dip. <laughs>
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um oh wait, wait. So there are two uh, at least two other characters are in Beetle Bailey who I do not know their names or functions or anything about them, but they appear every so often. Uh, one of them is a guy a fat guy with like a Hitler mustache. Yeah, I think his name is Greenbrier or Greenblatt or something. He hangs out with and... General Half Track a lot, so I think he's high ranking. And it, yes,
1: he is high ranking. And here is something that I had absolutely no idea of, and it might not even be established when this cartoon that we're watching today was made. He's actually the general's brother-in-law.
0: Oh, so he's the, the brother of the, the, the wife of the of general? Mrs.
1: Half-Track, yes. Huh.
0: So maybe it's just like nepotism and he's not actually, he's not actually in the army. He just shows up in uniform and general has to like, you know, has, has to be nice to him because it's his idiot brother-in-law.
1: I mean you're not you're not even exaggerating that was specifically what happened in the strip was like i need to I need another promotion. Why did I promote you the
0: last four times because I'm your wife's brother? Oh yeah, that's funny, Wow, I didn't realize that. um there's a second dude who hangs out a lot with the general who's another big fat guy who's got kind of a weird busted looking nose. the blonde guy, yeah, I well, I don't know what his name or rank are or anything. He's just there sometimes.
1: Big, fat, blonde guy with a busted nose. Oh, that's me. That's right. I worked there. Oh,
0: so you said you didn't have a military career.
1: <laughs> well, no, I just kind of followed these people around.
0: <laughs> well, no wonder I didn't know your rank. So, well, now I think, is that the entire cast of Beetle Bailey? Um. Oh, no,
1: because once in a while you will see Beetle's sister. Oh, what's her face from High and Lois?
0: Yes, Lois. Yeah, I guess it would be Lois, wouldn't it? (laughs) Yes. What's her name? Lois. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so she appears occasionally. And um, because, yeah, because Beetle Bailey was originally a High and Lois spinoff, wasn't it? Uh, Was it, or was High and Lois a spinoff of
1: Beetle Bailey? I never knew. Yeah, not really
0: sure. Somehow, High and Lois seems to have caught on in its original format is like a family strip whereas Beetle Bailey's college thing just was like kind of a dud but yeah.
1: I, I'm, I'm glad they didn't send High and Lois to the military too that would have been a little too far
0: yeah <laughs> that'd be interesting it was like oh it'd be like major <laughs> the army family yeah. <laughs> it'd just be major dad at that point <laughs> Um. so yeah so she does occasionally appear and I think Beetle occasionally appears at High and Lois as well like when he's on vacation from the army
1: yeah, on a, uh, I don't know how many vacations do you get in the army.
0: I don't really know as many as the army will give you. I guess so. Nah. Um, I don't know much about the army except um, yeah, except that like when you're in there, it's it, like they're just like, oh yeah, you don't you don't rights, you don't have those anymore. You know, which branch of the military was your family in? My dad was well. My dad, they were both in the army um oh, okay. my mom was in uh <laughs> army jag and my dad was an enlist my dad enlisted because uh, a re- military recruiter told him that he could be a pilot which was not true uh, so but he only stayed basically my dad was only in for like a very short while and then his dad died so he used that as an excuse to get out Because, you know, they were like, oh, you can, you know, you have to go and take care of your mom or something. And he was like, thank God. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't think he was happy about his dad dying, but I think he was very happy about getting out of the army because...
1: Okay, okay. I, I, I'm i glad that you followed up on that, because I was just imagining the, you know, the sign-out officer being like, we're just bleeding uh, soldiers. I don't know what's happened. And he just got this giant stack that says, dead dad, dead dad, dead dad, dead dad. <laughs> and it was like,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's like Klinger and Mash. It was like, here are all the reasons. <laughs> out. Dad, dead. Mom, marrying. Marrying. Mom, dead. Dad, marrying. Sister, marrying. <laughs> Sister dead, but um, yeah.
1: No, I'm just imagining Klinger trying to get out of the army by dressing up as his dead dad.
0: <laughs> Surprised they didn't do that in there. Um, but anyway, so yeah, um, uh, they, but yeah, they were all all army. Um, mm, okay. And um,
1: But you were a kid, so you so you weren't really privy to any of this. Oh stuff.
0: yeah, no, I was like, um, my, they were both out of the military by the time I was born um oh okay yeah they were working for the uh, state department at that point oh okay, yeah okay. being op- involved in operation condor let me know no, no. <laughs> i can either confirm or deny whether my parents were involved with operation condor um i mean wasn't wasn't jackie chan involved with operation condor oh shit was he <laughs> Damn! I, 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 can't, I can't. I thought there was a movie of him. I can't believe Jackie Chan was pushing all those Chilean dissidents out of helicopters. <laughs> wow! I I, I, I. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan is canceled. Yeah. like Jackie Chan was apparently a big fan of Pinochet. So, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> using his his kung fu for evil. But anyway. Um, I actually don't know. I think that might have been there. Might have been a Jackie Chan movie with that title. I'm not. I'm not very familiar with it. I don't know anything about history. Um, but anyway, Beetle Bailey. <laughs> what is Beetle? Beetle. What else happens? Oh, sorry. What else is? Is there anything else about the comic strip that we should mention?
1: Um. Let's see. Uh. Beetle. Ba- well, we've we've really uh, taken you through the whole thing where. They're always in the army training, but they're never actually going to war. And Camp Swampy, does it have a location? Do you,
0: do you even, know what, do we even know what state it's in? I don't think they ever say. Um, it is apparently, as we learned in this special, near a lake, which seems to be why they call it Camp Swampy. But yeah, hmm. we don't know anything else. Um, well, if there's a swamp, I'm guessing it's it's down south, but I don't know. They It's near a town, because in some comic strips, they actually go into town. So we know that Yeah,
1: much. they go into town. Yeah, I know there's definitely a strip where Sarge is at a restaurant, and he asks the waitress, oh, I think it's usually the same waitress, so that's another character. He asks the waitress, well, what have you got? And she says, we got beer, we got pizza, and we got pizza soaked in beer.
0: And he goes... I don't know. They all sound so good. Oh, here's something interesting. So I just looked it up. And according to the Columbia Tribune, uh, Camp Swampy is an army post where Beetle has served for decades as part of the Missouri as part of Missouri history. Oh. So let me take Missouri. a look. Let me see if I can click on this or if it's going to be behind a paywall. Uh, the historic roots of Beetle Bailey's Camp Swampy. Let's see. Um... Some of the early settlers, blah, blah, blah. Um, so in 1941, the Army decided to build a new post in the area drawn by the access to abundant water, the Kansas City Southern and Frisco Railroads, and two major highways. Uh, Highway 71 running north and south and Highway 60 running towards east. construction moved at a rapid pace, and what was once farmland was transformed into a city more than eight times larger than Neosho. The first troops arrived in 1941, less than a week before the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. The camp was named for Missouri-born General Enoch Crowder, best known for organizing the draft during World War One. Let's see. Thanks
1: a lot, Crowder.
0: Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, na- let's see. Oh, here it is. Uh, It often rains in the Ozarks. When it does, things become soggy at Camp Crowder. So much the men who were stationed there called it Camp Swampy. The name might have been forgotten except for the imagination of talent of one soldier who was stationed there, Mort Walker. So
1: Hmm.
0: apparently, yeah, Mort Walker named Camp Swampy after Camp Crowder in Missouri. So presumably that means they seem to think that Camp Swampy in Beetle Bailey is the same camp, which would put it in Missouri
1: this also says that before the strip, Beatle first appeared in a one-time cameo as a college student. Huh?
0: Oh, maybe. I thought there was a, maybe, I thought there were more, more to it than maybe that. Maybe they meet in oh. High and Lois. Yeah, because I thought he was oh. originally a, col- a college kid, not more than just once. Uh, hmm. Well, who knows? Wow, people, you learned something. Finally, we yeah, actually, yeah. we actually did something educational. After we, as I was gonna say, after our Hager special, where he just literally it was an hour of us being like, I don't know anything about nothing. Wh-
1: what's a Viking again? <laughs> yeah. is that is that when you go
0: for a ride yeah. on your Sven? Yeah, it's when it's when it's, it's when you're Viking. When you you know, it's the the Gerund of Viking. <laughs> um. So yeah. So anyway, uh, Beetle Bailey, the special.
1: Oh, okay. Now I'm now I'm looking at the uh, thing, and wow, I think we I think we actually did name every single character.
0: Hey, good for us.
1: Except that I conflated Rocky and Cosmo. Oh, I have, oh, who's Cosmo? Cosmo is the sh- resident shady entrepreneur and huckster, the one who wears sunglasses. Oh, then who's Rocky? Rocky is the long haired disgruntled social dissident, a former g- biker gang member and rebel without a clue.
0: Oh wait, I do remember him. He looks like Killer, but without a mustache. Yeah. Okay. He's pretty
1: useless. I mean. So yeah, we we basically, uh, except for those two, we basically named every single character. Wow. I guess we're big Beetle Bailey fans. That,
0: that we're big Beetle boosters. <laughs> uh... No one can claim to be a bigger Beetle Bailey fan than us, and uh, honestly, I think that's true.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, you you gotta. It's, it's kind of sad thinking that so, so these comic strips that have been going on forever, people only pay attention so they can make fun of them more efficiently. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's true. I mean, think about all the extra traffic they probably got from the comics curmudgeon. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so let's see. So our special... It's Beetle yes, Bailey. Thirty minutes in, in our ba- special. Ah, we're doing Bailey. an hour. Thirty minutes about the strip, thirty minutes about the special. Yeah, it works. Yeah. So it, it's called Beetle Bailey, and the base well, what's the what what is this plot of Beetle Bailey? What's going on in Beetle uh, Bailey? Like
1: Like Hagar, this one came out in nineteen eighty-nine, so I wonder if there was and which was also when the Marvin special came out. So I wonder if there was a sort of a push from like King Features or whoever to put their uh, comics on the on the screen it makes sense especially
0: considering that like none of these are themed on any holidays so maybe they were just trying to like you know test the waters see if they could actually and the only one that
1: the only one that year that uh did come out uh for a holiday was kathy's valentine so
0: Hmm.
1: interesting but yeah beetle bailey starts with uh sergeant snorkel jumping out of bed and uh telling his telling his privates rise and shine you meatheads which is you know delightful. And oh, also Otto is there and Otto gets dressed and says, why we're wearing Royal So He's Frank Welker. You know, like, yeah. Putting a lot of effort into that. Yeah, he's doing but, the Scooby
0: voice thing, you know.
1: Yeah. And he's not even the the voice No, it wasn't Frank Welker. It was Scooby Doo's actual voice. Uh oh, oh really? damn, what's his name? Uh yeah, damn. He just died. Well, not just died, but uh
0: Damn, what's his Casey name? Casey
1: He was the voice of what? Casey Kasem. No, not not Casey Kasem. That was uh, that was Shaggy's voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, shoot, voice of Ratchet. <laughs> I I know all these characters by their uh, by their Transformers names. Yeah, you would. Yeah, and it's uh, Don Messick. Yes. Oh, he was the, uh, yes. Yes, he was the voice of Scooby-Doo and Scrappy and just about every dog character that Hanna-Barbera did. But I don't think this one is by Hanna-Barbera. The other one was. The, oh. the Hagar one was. But I'm not sure who uh, who did this. It was co-produced... Oh. oh, okay. This special was one of a number of specials made in the same time frame by King Features slash Hearst for TV as potential uh, series pilots. Others included Blondie and Dagwood and Hagar the Horrible. I guess there's a Blondie and Dagwood special we should be
0: doing. There's, like, a lot of Blondie specials, I think, if I remember correctly. There's a lot of Blondie movies. I don't know if we could get to all of them. Well, we got nothing but time.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, Beetle Bailey, and... So, Beetle Bailey is slow to wake up, as he always is, because sleeping is his favorite thing to do. And so then we get a bunch of business with, uh but with beetle and the other privates being ordered around by Sarge and Sarge just can't get beetle on his feet. So he's dragging him along. Then we cut to general half track who is, he has not had his sensitivity training yet. So he's being very leering toward miss Buxley as she brings him a communique from the Pentagon.
0: Yeah. Um, One thing I did like about this special is I felt like they really got the voices just right. And they really yeah. Miss Buxley is a really good example because they give her an extremely kind of uh, breathy um, uh, what's her name um, the, uh, Marilyn Monroe oh sorry <laughs> uh, uh,
1: Marilyn Monroe yeah I mean I think or... that's what they were
0: going for it reminded me a lot of that uh, Tilda Tild, not Tilda Swinton um, <laughs> uh, what's her name the the woman who's um, <sighs> You know, Bride of Chucky.
1: Bride of oh 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 Jennifer. Thank Tilly. you, Jennifer yeah. Tilde.
0: Yes, that's what it reminded me of. But uh, but you know, yeah, it's, it's probably doing the kind of like boop boop a doop type voice, and it's 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 yes. a good voice for Miss Buxley. Um, and the same actress also
1: does the voice of Miss Blips, so yeah. they only had to hire one woman.
0: I, I'm very, I was, because this is the art I was kind of impressed, though, with the, her range, because Blip, uh, yeah. Blips and Buxley sound entirely different. So I'm glad they got a woman who could actually do two voices instead of just being like, yeah, get June Foray. a <laughs> um, But yeah. Not that June 4 couldn't pull
1: it off, but... Still. No, I
0: mean, June, 4, June 4A is very good, but she, you always can tell it's her. You know, she's got...
1: well. That's not her fault. That's because she got hired for every single woman's voice between 1950 and 1990.
0: True, true. That's fair. Um, But like most of the voices in this are pretty good. Like General Half Track is pretty good as well because he sounds like how I would expect him to. You know, it's like, you know, kind of like a strangly old man voice. Yeah. It's Larry Storch. Oh, really? Uh, from From TV's uh, F Troop. From F Troop, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, Sarge also sounds really good in this because I remembered him. Yeah, in, he does. in the Fantastic Funnies. <laughs> he just sounded weird, you know. Yeah, he he sounded so you know Valium.
1: Yeah, I'll get you, Beetle.
0: And this one, yeah, you ex- he's got the voice you expect, kind of like that, you know, just just the kind of a he's, angry. He's got to be a little bit Southern Fried. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a kind of like, uh, I don't know how, how you would describe Sarge's voice, but it's the voice you would expect to come out of Sarge.
1: Yeah. Uh, it says here that Sarge is from Pork Corners, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: That, Pork Corners. That is appropriate. That's, that yes. is where you'd expect Sarge to be from. Yeah. Um, and that's all he knows about sex, either. Wah, wah, Look. wah. True. <laughs> Um, but anyway, sorry, so General Half-Track receives a communique from the Pentagon, and they send him, like, a a big poster of, like, a sexy beefcake man, and they just say, the soldier, the soldier of the future should look like this prime hunk of man meat, and, (laughs) and, um... Yeah, and I guess that this is a problem because, of course, nobody at Camp Swampy looks like that. So no. so uh, the general is like, how am I going to do this? But luckily, at, at that exact moment, Sarge and Beetle are passing by. And Sarge says, if there was a contest to be the worst, you would be the best soldier in camp. But the general only hears that last part. So he decides Beetle is the best soldier in camp
1: it's it's funny how people how this keeps coming up where you just hear part of the message and no matter how much people say listen you idiot you just can't be convinced otherwise
0: yeah yeah that's true um so this is that that sets up the the rest of the special because now they're gonna have to train beetle to be you know a big a, a big tough killing machine so Yeah. Which doesn't work because Beetle is
1: he is he's barely he's not big, he's not tough, he's not a killer,
0: he's barely a machine. Yeah. It is funny when they bring him into the office and he just like does not give like a shit about anything. Like they're they're holding him in front of the poster and he just literally falls down, you know. <laughs> he's he's like chew chewing bubblegum as they're trying to like, you know, get get him to pay attention and he calls half track old skinhead or something like That's, that. That's yeah, yeah. That's pretty. You know what, uh, Beetle? I don't know why they even bother having Rocky in this strip. Beetle Bailey is like um, already like pretty much fulfills the um, you know rebel without a cause just in his own way. Yeah. Um, but when we watched the Fantastic Funnies and uh, Mort Walker was talking about this strip, he basically he did say, you know, it doesn't matter that they're in the army. The army is not. Any, You just have any situation where you have like authority and uh, underlings kind of rebelling against authority. So they could be working in a factory. They could be doing anything. Um, And that's really what you have. That's really the premise. And it's like you can really see that in this special to some degree. But to another degree,
1: I think this one is much more dependent on being part of the, you know, being part of the army than... You know most of the stuff you'll see in the strip, especially with the you know
0: the big finale
1: yes. and the uh, and Plato's big plan and things like that. That's true,
0: Um and also like not only that, but it is not. I mean, when I it is partly about rebellion against authority, but it is also to a large degree about coming together and teamwork, because you yes. ultimately do see Beetle and his and his buddies joining forces to help Sarge rather than just to uh, fight against him. and Yes. um, uh, But anyway, so yeah, but but I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. The important thing is they do a long extended training sequence where Beetle has to train to be, you know, tough. And um, I guess it kind of works. And... I, know. I mean sort of what happens is Miss Buxley who likes Beetle I guess that's the thing I don't remember that being a thing in the comic um they go on dates sometimes in the comic Oh do they yeah. oh, okay well you know I guess it makes <laughs> Beetle you know Beetle Bailey it's it's good Beetle is well you know what that's good that's bisexual representation because <laughs> because we know that Beetle and Sarge are uh, OTP but... yeah I mean I think it's I think it's great that Sarge isn't like jealous because honestly I would I would peg Sarge for the jealous type but he seems to be pretty <laughs> okay with Beetle. you know also dating Miss Buxley maybe they maybe the, all three of them get together sometimes I don't know maybe, maybe they have a maybe. thing maybe they live in a polyamorous commune I mean they do it is the army they all live in a polyamorous commune <laughs>
1: And you know, if not Beetle then who? Who would you who would you have paired
0: her with? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Um I think Killer da- tries to date her sometimes.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work out. No. I would pair her with with Flap
0: or with Miss Blips. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um yeah, uh th- those 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 probably the best choices, I think. Um,
1: probably the best choices on
0: the base. Yeah. I so. feel like she has occasionally gone out with Zero in the comic, but I, huh. I think it's more of a like, well, you know, he's a he's a, a himbo and a bimbo together, so it kind of fits, I guess. But yeah, um, but I don't know, they they seem kind of mismatched. Uh, but anyway, she takes a picture of Beetle lifting weights to show to the Pentagon, and um, so they can see what a man's man he is. But in the same photo, she also gets a picture of Sarge eating chips. So the Pentagon is like, yeah, we like what we see with Beetle, but like you better get the better get Beetle to put that tub of large Sarge in in uh, shape again. And it is funny that the Pentagon specifically requests the private now train a sergeant.
1: Yes. It's also very funny that the communique they get is specifically signed from the Pentagon. Oh, that's
0: right. <laughs> the pentagon See, i was go. really
1: hoping that you know it's like oh no here he comes the pentagon and it's just this big five-sided shape rolling up
0: oh my god <laughs> it's be <getting> a very
1: <laughs> like the dodecahedron from the
0: <laughs> <family>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh <clears throat> so so um the pentagon but yeah we we do meet people from the pentagon but it's just Yes. It's not not anything that interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> they come. Oh, actually, are we skipping anything important? Is there anything that we should? Not really. Okay.
1: No, I mean, well, oh, there is the thing about uh, the general's chair, but that's, that's just kind of setting up a joke. That's
0: right, because they steal the general's chair and we don't, for a while, it's a mystery. Why have they stolen General's chair? Plato does it, right? Plato is in charge of this. Yeah,
1: Plato, Plato steals the chair, and f- so we get to see the General trying to do his work while sitting on top of his desk.
0: Yeah. Also, interesting. apparently Plato is an inventor. He can invent stuff. I, I always assumed from his name that he was like, he was kind of like the philosopher of the group rather than the, the you know, the gizmocrat, but.
1: Yeah, he's the philosopher and kind of the vandal. You'll see him writing stuff on walls frequently.
0: Oh, doesn't he do a lot of like you know, make love not war sort of graffiti? Like, isn't he a kind yeah. of peacenik, if I remember right? Um,
1: yeah, he, he yeah he wrote he wrote that kind of thing. Any comments on others' graffiti? I remember seeing one where he was like, "Well, that's something I've never seen before." A graffiti artist with nothing to say. And somebody just written on the wall, um, hang on, or er,
0: wait a yeah. minute, I mean, I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> that's that's good. That's amusing. Yeah, you know what? Um, I mean, I guess like we're we're kind of mean to Beetle Bailey because you know, again, it's not, it's it's a serial piece comic, but I guess if you give them an infinite number of monkeys, an infinite number of typewriters. They're going to have some good ones, you know? So, yep. yeah, over like the hundred years of Beetle Bailey strips, there are some, you know, genuinely funny moments. Um, yeah. Anyway, so the Pentagon arrives. Pentagon, the brass. Mr. and Mrs. Pentagon. Yeah. I don't With
1: know. With all the, all uh, the little yeah. Pentagons.
0: They, they arrive to, uh, um, as, as they said in. Uh, in um, uh, Plan out from outer face. Big Army Brass is here, so they they come in and they want to inspect. They the Pentagon has specifically sent three, four star generals to inspect Sarge and make sure that he is, you know, I guess not eating chips. It's very important to them, yeah. Because um, now Beetle has been putting him through
1: his paces. He got he got Sarge to literally pull a jeep up a sheer cliff. So, it's not that Sarge isn't strong, he's just fat. Too. Yeah, he's a
0: yeah, which is normal. I mean, if you ever uh-huh. see like a strongman competition, yeah, the the str- dudes big strong guys, you know, they got muscle guts. That's not, yep. you know, I mean, that's the thing is that that poster that they sent was like, "Oh yeah, that's what you look like when you're, you know, completely dehydrated." for a for a, yeah. you know Mr. Universe photo shoot and your yes. skin is like Saran wrap but you're incredible but you're also incredibly weak at that point it's all glamour muscle so
1: oh so that's what they were talking about with the whole uh the whole idea of this is the soldier of the future they mean that 20 years from now there's going to be a Captain America movie and he's going to look like this
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but like I'm, but instead they they camp swampy just completely got got it, misinterpreted it you know <laughs> they were like, oh my god, you don't look like that in here, but yeah, so they have um, uh, so Sarge. Uh, actually, I, I want to say that Sarge is a very sympathetic character in this. I, I kind of like he him, is. even though he's yelling a beetle and you know doing his usual like drill sergeant thing. He yeah. is just, I don't know why, he just comes across as kind of a likable guy. Um, well, I mean, Sarge, I, you can you can feel sorry
1: for him because he really does believe in the military, which is, you know, uh, I would hate to have been fooled that badly, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you, everyone needs something to believe in. And this is, and he believes in what literal little rank he has. And that's true. So, I
0: mean, it, he is definitely like, cause yeah, he's, and when they say that, like, "Yeah, oh, we'll kick you out because there's no room for you in today's army," and he's so sad about the idea of becoming Mister Snorkel, you know? Yeah, um,
1: and it's kind of—I mean, it's kind of—I mean, would you call it?
0: Uh, would you call it a dysphoria to not be a soldier? Yeah, that's true. Kind of. I mean, he's definitely—you know—he has definitely got uh, a a bad case of um, what would you call it? Stockholm syndrome, almost. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, I, I don't feel like myself when I look in the mirror and I don't have my glasses on.
0: Yeah. Well, when he imagines himself wearing civilian clothes and he's just like, Oh my God, no. Um, he's like,
1: I'll have to get a, you have to get a job as a Walmart greeter." Oh
0: man. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, no, you're right. He he it for Sarge it kind of is almost a dysphoria. He's gonna be all like, you know, he he's meets people and he's like, my pronoun is sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me mister, I'm sergeant. Um God. Is it is, is that a pronoun?
1: What is oh, that? Oh a title, is sorry, that that's title? a title. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. title.
0: Um I, I guess Sarge, Sarge there isn't a pronoun for Sarge you know? yeah. but you know um yeah but then it's nice cuz Beetle Bailey then comes up and he's like don't worry Sarge I'll help you all the men are going to team up and help you do this and it is funny when Beetle at first is like I don't want to be mean to Sarge and make him do this which is funny because it's the point where like they, they they do come to Beetle and say it's your chance to be mean to Sarge after he's been mean to you and Beetle's like I don't want to do that and Sarge comes up to like Beetle I order you to be mean to me <laughs> it
1: was like, whatever you say, yeah, sir. Yeah,
0: because I mean, it, it actually I get, and then this is similar to the Hagar special in that it is kind of a trifle, and you know, there's not a lot there. But yeah, kind of the characters seem to kind of like each other, which goes a long way yes. to making this a pleasant thing to watch. You know, I bu- I buy them as friends, and that goes a long yeah. way. Yeah, and I think that's important in this, especially like in a comic where you're reading it for like two seconds. It doesn't really matter that much because you don't spend a lot of time with them. But if you want to spend like a whole half hour with characters, you do want to feel like they are on, you know, they like each other because otherwise it's depressing, you know?
1: Maybe, maybe this is another case like Kathy where it would be better in a longer form. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that's the thing is like, I feel like it would have been easy to make this like a family guy thing where people are just being mean to each other the whole time. But
1: oh, I thought you were gonna have like you know wacky things popping in and out. It's like Sarge, this is worse than the time that you turned me into a goldfish. Well, that too. That right.
0: could have also been. I mean, that wasn't the style in 1989. But you know, they they could have yeah. done a lot with this to make it just kind of a slog. And I hesitate to say it's good, but it's definitely you know you know it, it flies by. Yeah. Uh, this
1: is not the kind of thing I would have been like, ew, a be- Beetle Bailey special pass when it w- when it came
0: out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Actually I think when it I mean, in nineteen eighty nine it'd be like, I'm thrilled to see my comics friends on the big screen. Yeah. Um even Beetle Bailey. And um yeah, yeah but uh, so Beetle trains Sarge and uh then finally the, the Army Brass arrives and Sarge comes out oh, and they all um oh wait. Oh are you back? All I'm right, back. don't worry, you didn't miss anything. I was just explaining how okay. Sarge comes out and all the big army brass uh, insult his weight because they're a bunch of assholes. Yes, I mean seriously, uh, what's up with that? Um, but luckily, Plato has his secret weapon, which is a turned the general's chair <laughs> into like a flying <laughs> uh, uh, weapon. Can shoot Yeah, he's made a sort of flying jeep
1: tank wearing a monocle.
0: Now, And d- does he explain how this is supposed to help Sarge? Because I'm not really clear on what his plan was. I
1: don't remember why he made
0: this. Like, they seem to have just started making it. And then they were like, okay, look, we, we need to have an excuse. So we're just going to say that this is somehow going to help Sarge? I mean, I think the idea was Sarge was supposed to fly it maybe, but like zero fucks it up. So it just comes flying into the,
1: it's, it's radio. Yeah. It's radio controlled. So I guess the intention was just, was for Sarge to ride in it while they uh, controlled it and made him look like a fantastic uh, aircraft uh, pilot, you know, in his, in this extremely Rube Goldberg-esque vehicle. Yeah. That, and you know what? Not going to lie. I want the toy. Yeah. <laughs> if they were going for if they were going for a GI Joe kind of thing, mission accomplished cuz I want this thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, it's 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 pretty cool. I can it looks a lot like a rickety rocket. But
1: yeah, yeah, it has a it doesn't talk, but it has sort of a face.
0: Yeah, which is well, maybe they were they're in the army. They're like, you know, how they draw like big shark faces on like planes. Maybe they're doing for that.
1: Oh, you're right.
0: Oh, wow. Hey, you explained it. Way to yeah. go! <laughs> um, you're, maybe your dad painted it. <laughs>
1: <I>
0: can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> in Missouri. Um,
1: so. <laughs> no wonder he was so in such a bad mood when he got <laughs> on <movie>. long drive.
0: <laughs> so uh, let's see. So basically, the sink flies around, and General Half-Track starts shouting, and that makes that makes the machine think that General Half-Track is the enemy, so it tries to shoot him but Sarge basically comes in and is like I'm going to um no Sarge takes control and uh, yeah he he
1: manages to actually vault his way onto this vehicle and uh, control it from the from the cockpit yeah. and after say they haven't made the they haven't made the jeep that I can't drive yeah. cuz because And we did get a little bit of foreshadowing of this before with the whole business with the Jeep, where first he's pulling the Jeep up and then he's chasing Beetle in the Jeep. So he knows his way around military
0: hardware. Yeah, I, w- I would hope so. I mean, he is a Sarge after all. And yeah, um, yeah and and this, this actually um, one thing in this bit that I was very surprised by is uh, General Half-Track when this is all going down, he says something to the effect of like, cause I think they, they say um, like, Oh, the thing it thinks you're the enemy. And general half says everyone from Hitler to Ho Chi Minh has tried to take down this soldier, which is interesting. Like, Oh, apparently we, uh, general half has actually served in battle and he's been in at least two wars. He was world war two and Vietnam. Huh?
1: I think, I'm just wondering if he meant that literally. Like Hitler saw him and was like, uh, "Ah, Half-Track! and he puts a dagger between his teeth and jumps in. Uh,
0: yeah, he was like, "No one's gonna be saving your brain, Hitler." <laughs> and like he was, he literally was like fighting Ho Chi Minh. Yeah,
1: yeah. on the unlike on, the tower, the tallest tower of Ho Chi Minh City. Can you imagine, like,
0: if that's true? Like, uh, General Halftrack was a pretty was pretty badass in his day. Yeah.
1: General Half Track the first event. Yeah.
0: It's like, man, I, w- I want to see that special about General Half Track like <laughs> literally taking down Hitler with his bare hands.
1: The young Amos Half Track Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be
0: great. Fighting Ho Chi Minh, I'm <laughs> less interested in because that's a more morally ambiguous war. But like taking down Hitler, that's yes. awesome. Good for you know. <laughs> um but it is interesting.
1: Well, maybe that was maybe that's why we lost Vietnam because Ho Chi Minh beat him. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, think about it. that's why well that's why we've lost every war since World War II because literally, you know what it's it's the art it's basically like uh we think that like battles are won by soldiers, but that's all just show. The real battle is they send in a uh, general half track like like in robot jocks and he just fights their biggest warrior, you know like like um so if that's why he, it's general half track versus, uh, Hitler, General Half-Track versus who is uh, who is in charge in Korea? Who is a bad guy in Korea? Uh, uh, I, don't well, I don't know. I mean, we we know who the bad
1: guy is in Korea now, but I don't, I don't know who we're actually fighting we, in in the Korea. Probably era. like his
0: grandfather or something, you know? Yeah, was it, it was Kim. It was one of the Kim Kim Il Sung. Was it Kim Il Sung? Maybe I yeah. don't know who. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Actually, anyway, I don't know history. And then in like. Then in, um, what other wars have we fought in? Uh, uh Iraq, he's just attacking, uh, he, he fights Saddam, you know, Hussein. Yeah, he fights, yeah, he fought Saddam Hussein, and then he wrestled, uh, Osama bin Laden to a standstill. And... Yeah, and then he's, um, uh, let's see, uh, I, uh, let's, I know we've been, we've been fighting Afghanistan for like almost 20 years now, and I still don't know who the head bad guy over there is um it's almost uh, like there they, isn't they one. keep
1: naming new ones we always defeat we always defeat the second most powerful person in afghanistan yeah
0: oh that, that's right you know he, he takes out all the mini bosses um and i think let's see we've also been fighting in iraq for 20 years and we still don't know who the who are we fighting over there hmm, the enemies we keep making you know yes keep, so general half that's why general half track he can't he can never rest he has to keep fighting More.
1: well no that's No, that's why he's been moved to uh, Camp Swampy and basically window-seated, because otherwise he'll keep defeating the enemies we're trying to make. Oh,
0: that's true. Man. Man, can you... Oh, wait a second. You know what else uh, General Half-Track mentions? He mentions Qaddafi in this.
1: You're right. He did mention Qaddafi. Wow. So
0: presumably he also, like, wrestled Qaddafi at one point. But, like, they were like, look... And he probably was like... Gonna win, and, the, and we're like, no, no, you, you need to come back. We, we, uh, you need to lay off because we need Qaddafi there. We need this villain forever, so that we can justify any shit we do in, like, I don't know, all of Africa. So, uh where was Qaddafi? You think he fought? Pol- you think he fought Pol Pot? Yeah, uh, I think he. um I can't remember. It was Pol? You think he? F- I thought we were allies with Pol Pot. We like Pol Pot. Isn't he one of the dictators we supported? He-
1: yeah, I think so. I mean he was a, he's a monster, but we I, we might have supported him. I mean him. Uh, I mean, I mean was... we
0: supported like all of them, to be honest. So yes. all of those guys that General Half Track fought at one point, we supported before that, so Yeah. Yeah. Did we did we support did we support Idi Amin? Probably. Uh Idi, Idi Amin is, is uh that's always funny because he's like the one like dictator that can't get any respect, you know? Like we always have to be like ah Mr. Mr. Uh, President Hussein you know and or something like that. But when he did mean it's like that's that big dumb doofus Idi Amin. He thinks he's people. <laughs> Look at him. Seriously, like people just if, Idi Amin just got like no one like gave him any respect. No wonder he like had like a million like uh, medals on his chest trying to be like everybody. Take, I'm I'm an evil dictator too. Please take me, seriously Poor guy. he's got a raw deal and the people of
1: even his name sounds like mean idiot yeah
0: you know what I'm I'm feeling so sorry for Idi Amin and I hope we don't have any Ugandan listeners who are like who actually (laughs) suffered under his you know heel who were like this is not funny this is not funny at all um
1: we apologize to all of our Ugandan
0: listeners (laughs) yeah uh anyway um uh, so, so, uh, so Sarge shows that he is actually a very good soldier because he can, yes. he can take down this, this, uh, you know, this thing, this, this flying contraption Yeah, this, this
1: bizarre, so as always in America, we have soldiers specifically to solve problems created by Americans. Yeah,
0: isn't that the, isn't that the, <laughs> it makes you think, um, <laughs> Anyway, um anything else we should say any parting thoughts about uh Beetle Bailey? Uh Beetle Bailey uh you know, I think
1: I feel like Beetle Bailey desert, I think it has I think it gets more res- I think Beetle Bailey gets too much respect for being about soldiers and not enough for being actually funny once in a while. Yeah, true. Uh, I feel like P- B- Beetle Bailey is one of those it's kind of held up by this whole support our troops thing and it's and I think that is deleterious to its to its humor capacities because like Mart Walker said, it doesn't have to be about the military, but the more you hold it up as being this icon of the military, the less, uh, less ability you have to, you know, to to riff on things. Yeah. And and, and the, the fact is, you know, I I tr- I try to quote the comics that I remember just to on this show, and I had a lot to go on go on with Beetle Bailey because you know, over the over many many years, it's made a lot of good ones, and I feel like it could make more. But I also feel like you know there's, you know there's a lot left to explore with Beetle Bailey. So even though Mort Walker did in fact die in 2018, you know I don't want Beetle Bailey to end just yet. I want to see where it's going to go in this bright new future, especially you know standing as we are on the precipice of the. What was radical a week ago idea of abolishing the entire police system imagine imagine if we started looking at the military with that kind of side up oh. what do you think would happen to Beetle wow
0: what? <laughs> that would uh, we can only dream we can only dream all right should we... a good place yeah I here. think that's yeah. good I'm gonna cut that. Oh